Welcome to the Dogzone 9000, the official podcast of 1-900-HOT-DOG, America's last comedy website. Are you... <laughs> Are you making fun of the voice I do? <laughs> Where we hope you're driving, because it's drive time. <laughs> I'm making fun of it. <laughs> Every... I'm kind of making fun of everything you do, but because yeah, I love it so fair. much and that's I can't fair. do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're the only podcast where our guests are already wondering if this is a bit or if they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Robert Brockway, and with me as always is my partner, Sean Baby. Match my drive time energy. Match it. You're in the come down up. You gotta come zone. way up. <clears throat> there you go. You're in the dog zone. 9,000. No, no. Uh, nope, eight, eight, eight hundred we'll percent more than we'll that. We'll cut all this. No, it's, give me, give me. Can you give, give me, me that? Uh, uh, not... The air horn. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Got a, <laughs> I got a new one. I put a new one in there just to throw you off. I think that that's good enough for my intro. I think uh, that's I'm, your intro. Okay. I'm four or five different air horns <laughs> from the internet. And our guests tonight, who are extremely tolerant of air horns, uh, Drew Toothpaste and Natalie D. Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for doing the Good. show. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I've been uh, been a longtime fan of you guys. Hey, uh, you want to hear something super fucked up? Absolutely. Like a dog? <laughs> like a crazy it's this dog. dog. I just had this dog ready. <laughs> all right, you want to hear something? <laughs> you want to hear something super fucked up that will make all of us feel really bad? Yes. Between the four of us. There are 85 years of professional internet comedy experience on this podcast. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. That is, uh, that, that makes me feel good because I was, uh, I saw Sean Baby stuff in the late 90s. And I remember thinking at that time, like, you know, putting stuff on the internet is stupid because nobody's ever going to see it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this internet thing, it's a fad, I tell you. You, me, uh, I'm assuming like 20s teenager. I know, I know the what fads are, and this, this is gonna pass. This internet thing. <laughs> it's sort of. I dead. remember that radio like, forever. I remember that being like the main when I started my site. That was like the main thing. I was like, the whole idea behind it was that you could put anything on there with no oversight, and it was like such a huge joke to me. Like, you can put any garbage you want on this And thing. it still is. Yeah, right? You can put anything you want on it. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I, I think some of it might catch up to me someday. I'm, I'm waiting no, for that. No, ab- yeah. absolutely not. It's I try never... to keep my vibes pretty crispy, like, overall. I mean, but... It'll, it'll never... As long as you don't, like, do something really big and bad, it won't ever catch up with you. And if you do something terrible, it's like 50-50. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll see. And here we go taunting hubris again. <laughs> that is a lot of hubris. <laughs> yeah, you'll never, you'll never catch us. Uh, I guess speaking of old, the show we're talking about today is from 2006. Well, hold on. Have we done, oh, you, you, have we done plugs yet? Oh, we do, really we like to do idea. our plugs We're not done with top. banter at all. Reset. You guys like banter, right? Absolutely, yeah. Banter it up. I could give or take. <laughs> We're doing the plugs right here at the top of the show uh, because we often cut hard out to our German theme song, which is how we leave every episode. So what do you guys want to plug today? Well, our podcast is Garbage Brain University. It, it's on iTunes, Spotify, uh, garbagebrainuniversity.com. We've been doing it for about three years now. 
Uh, it's a great name. And thank you. Yeah, we just cover a different topic every week and uh, just drive the train off the rails. You know, hopefully uh, find a few fun, bizarre facts about whatever topic we're talking about. I think the other day we talked about uh, racing. We've talked about immortality. Oh. We talked about raccoons lately. Yeah, we talked about hippos also. Yeah. Now, speaking of immortality, are you guys planning on getting frozen? As you, uh, no. no, okay. Not even your I, head. I, no, you know what my plan is? I've, I've actually like enlisted my girlfriends because I don't think that Drew wants any part of it. But what I want is I want someone to throw my unembalmed corpse in the back of a truck okay, and then drive me into the middle of the woods and just burn me in the woods. Oh, huh. <laughs> oh, see, the, I was with you until the burning. <laughs> I want to get, I want to get incinerated in the woods, and then that'll be the end of it. It's free, or like how like want... a gallon of gas, a couple gallons of gas. Okay, let's make sure it's a real wet season. I want the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's and I mean, just I same vibes, and I support it. It's just that if somebody finds me driving around in a pickup <laughs> with my dead spouse in the back, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and a bunch of gas. Yeah, and a ton of gas going into the woods, and they pull me over, and I'm like, uh -huh. no, this is what she wanted. She yeah. No, trust me. She just wanted look at this. Look at this hand-drawn will. She's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's not in her handwriting. You're going to have to write a real convincing note for him. Uh, he'll just send a link to this podcast. Well, that's a good idea. <laughs> now, are you recording, Broccoli? That's really, oh, really important now. <laughs> <laughs> This is somebody's like alibi for another true crime thriller that's about to come out. Oh, the the, the perfect murder! I'll figure out a podcast last wishes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same except for I want uh, all wolf burial. Just just gather some wolves and uh, let me live on in a pack of wolves. Let me be wolves. That's fantastic, that's and that's green too. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, right? No, right. no wasting real estate. No uh, stuff that's hard to biodegrade. Just straight back into the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I like it. No, no smoke. No carbon footprint. That's exactly the opposite right? of Natalie's. Natalie. I like you have very different approaches. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to be stuffed with fireworks about to go off so that all of the wolves oh, explode. I, I hope yes. that's not a deal breaker. I like it a lot. John, what's yours? Oh, I was um, going to dress like a wolf and get into a wolf pack. And after they all explode, I'll emerge. Uh, filled with bits of you and covered in viscera. And therefore my power. Exactly. And then I'll live a long, healthy night, life and die of natural causes 250 years later. With all that wolf That's power within me. Solid, yeah, that's solid. I, like I think that. we decided when we did our immortality episode that 250 years is probably the sweet spot. Yeah, it sounds about right. I think anything after that, you're like, I, I'm. That's too much. I don't have any hobbies that interest me anymore. Right, you you start to get really out of touch. <laughs> There's that too. Jesus Christ, you guys want to go 250 years? I feel like I'm like half. I'm like, I'm more than halfway done already. Like I look ahead at 60, I'm like, oh, are you kidding? You gotta no. You gotta go. You gotta go a few years past sixty-five. You gotta cash in on that sweet social security. Those are the big bucks. <laughs> yes, that's when you really start raking it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I can switch to my robot body, which I have always said is the future of mankind and cannot be stopped and should not be stopped, uh, yeah, my answer changes. Put me in a robot body, and I'll I'll do five hundred. <laughs> five hundred years, easy. That's <laughs> the robot. Scourge. That's the offer, robots. Uh, <laughs> I'll join your side. I will betray humanity. <laughs> uh, I'm really glad we re re uh, rewatched this show 
uh, it's hard to say, I suppose, but like uh, American Inventor has always been a favorite uh, since it came on in 2006, which was um, our combined comedy writing years ago, 85 years ago. Because uh, <laughs> I, I think it perfectly uh, encapsulates like everything that's wrong with TV, like this big, huge idea executed in a really dumb way and presented like in the wrong way. Uh, it, it's, it was just a complete disaster. I don't know if you guys share this opinion, but like, it feels like everything about this show was wrong. Uh, when I was watching it, it was very clear to me that they were still huffing on that September 11th shit. Oh, yes. Like, they were, like, absolutely, like, America. this is America. America's all about passion. <laughs> you gotta be passionate about America. <laughs> I, that opening, holy shit, that opening was pure, like, post-September yes. 11th. With the O Fortuna? Nuts, like, with the, <laughs> yeah, with the fucking swelling, the, the sparks, the American flag. It was literally O Fortuna. I yeah. can't believe yeah. it. It was <laughs> just a montage of heroic sadness. Like, yeah. Death. yeah, it looked like a recruitment film yeah. in like a sci-fi movie. Capitalist like desperation reframed as heroism. Fight for failing American <laughs> empire. Right. And, you know, as it went on, everybody kept mentioning Katrina. And they were like, well, you know, in Hurricane Katrina. And, and I realized that it was like the year after, maybe like six months after. Mm -hmm. And so this when was they still, recorded it, probably yeah. Yeah, and so this was still super fresh in everybody's mind. And this is and, like a totally and we're going to fix yes. it with invention. <laughs> Famous yeah. American yeah. achievement, Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> I also thought it was really interesting. Like 2006 at the time felt like it was like the present day, but uh -huh. looking at it in hindsight, it still looks like really 90s ish. Yeah, like it was. It looks so dated already. 100. percent uh, yeah, 2000s. I wrote down the, uh, had, they the had text from the uh, intro. The copy was the automobile, the airplane, the computer, the space shuttle. American ingenuity <laughs> has transformed the world and made the United States no a superpower. Yeah, just full on like 1950s propaganda. Like somebody's I, coming on this show with like, well, I've invented a space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> this is a better kind of space shuttle. In the very first, so they so they go right from that, like the computer, mm -hmm. the space shuttle, America is on top. And then they start going boom, boom, boom. And they cue the tuba music. Yep. And the guy's like, this is my invention. You piss in a bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wild tone shift, just full on like, just bully shit. Like just... Also, such a 2006 move to just to open. Well, we got to open with a, a wacky joke at their expense. Like every reality show had to open in exactly that way back Absolutely. then. Oh, and every reality show had to open with Matt Gallant, who was one of many sub Ryan Seacrest. Yes. He looks like, just, uh, and it's going to sound like, like a mean joke, but he looks like the ShamWow's, ShamWow guy's mugshot. Do you know what I'm talking about? He he does. <laughs> do. He looks like a beat up version of Vince. Yep. Yeah, he's a tumble dried Ryan Seacrest. He's just <laughs> did he three ever or do four anything years else? Did he ever do anything else after the show? Because my notes, like the second note I have is, where is Matt Gallant? I think he did a couple more he? things like this, but nothing as big as this. Where is he That's now? the name of our next true crime podcast, Where's tracking he? tracking down who murdered, who surely murdered him. <laughs> where is Matt Gallant? <laughs> He's going to be our uh, guest next week, so let's be nice. No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just could, kidding. I we have no we idea get him. Uh, 
Uh, it's gonna if you, if you did that, it would end. Did Did you ever hear where is Richard or searching for Richard Simmons? I did, it, and people are like Richard Simmons. He's nowhere to be found. And then at the end of their journey, they found Richard Simmons, and he's like, "I'm fucking eighty. Leave yeah, me alone. I'm home. I, I, I put a lot of energy <laughs> into being a public figure, and now I need to rest." But they're like, "Did his maid kidnap him?" I'm like, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's just I think he's just sitting down for a while actually. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to that. That was really weird uh cuz he wasn't missing. They went to his house and there he was. Um <laughs> That's exactly where you would have left him. Just <laughs> Uh and they say we need a premise for our podcast to succeed. <laughs> I guess let's talk about the people on the show. They have uh Peter Jones who's like um he at the time he was half a billionaire. But now he's he's very much a billionaire because I think at a certain point your money just doubles whether you like it or not. Uh, he's from Dragon's Den, yeah. which was a show based on a Japanese show of the same name and then remade at Shark Tank here. Uh, he's just like this gigantic. Well, that makes so much more sense as a Japanese show. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a really fun Japanese show. Kind of a boring uh, British and American show. Uh, they ha- he represents business. To represent marketing, they have Mary Lou Quinlan, who is very woman branded. Uh, I went to her website. Who is the professional woman? She's that's just... like that's how they list her. <laughs> her we her need business. a woman. We've got we've got a professional woman. Her business was called Just Ask. Just a woman. Ask a Woman. <laughs> every my wife noticed this, but every time they film her in that little like interview cam, uh, the background she has a sign that just says "Ladies, Ladies, it's, Ladies." It's incredible. You, I can't emphasize enough how much of a woman this woman is. Uh, her website uh, mentions her gender, which is woman, if you remember, seven times a sentence. Uh, womanhood is just this shadow looming over everything she's ever said or done. If every man suddenly dropped dead, she would have no way to describe herself. The other survivors would say, oh, hi, Mary Lou, what do you do? And she would just let out an empty hissing sound while melting into nothing. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional uh you. I'm a professional also thing that you are. She's, does that does that mean anything? I think she's I also there money like money from men to 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 sell your personal right, information. To women. I used to sell you out to guys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sell you out yeah. to guys so they can make money off of you specifically. Oh, a, yeah, a lady that's Quisling. what she would okay. say in in the the all dead men apocalypse. Uh, she's yeah. also, I think, the stuffed shirt. Like, she's really square and, like, uh, conservative valued. And the clip they show at the beginning is her, like, demanding this woman leave because they had sort of, like, a racy lingerie thing that they were demonstrating. And so she's like, grow yeah, up, get a life, sucks. get out of here. And that was like... She also seems like she's just there to be, like, tears on tap. Like, whenever they needed to, like, ratchet up the emotional shit, they would just make her cry exactly. about it. Exactly. She has two speeds. One is yeah, utter she contempt. Cried in, like, the third one. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's either hates them so much, or she's just, like, weeping at their, their heroism or their bravery. You were so passionate about yes. inventions. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the little tube that makes fart sounds, I, I can tell you know it's... It's your dream. Uh, <laughs> Let me just stop you right there. You are American. You are American. Uh, from advertising, they have a guy named Ed Evangelista, who's just a real slick talking New Yorker advertising executive. I love the I love the fact that this Ed dude in his little bio, because interspersed with all the people appearing on the show, they have like the little bio segments. Mm-hmm. And Ed, they bring him out and they show him walking through, uh, I think, Penn Station. Mm -hmm. 
Grand Central Station, one of those big boys right. in New York. They show him walking through there as if he is riding the subway. Right. <laughs> Just a regular like, yeah, dude. This, this millionaire guy who is who has made all of these, and then they have a little cut of him talking, and his cut of him talking in the conference room with two people, which is not at all staged. Uh-huh. He goes, "Yeah, well, the diamonds on the watch tell a journey story <laughs> of where you have been in your life and where you're gonna go." Uh-huh. Just <laughs> dripping with bullshit, just from every pore. The future it's told in diamonds. <laughs> Classic diamond prophet, really. Yeah. If you left your mom with this guy, she'd walk out of there with a the timeshare. For sure. Absolutely, yeah. And so, yeah, he's a slime ball. Yeah. Uh, we definitely need a weasel, and we have the American and a British one. Exactly. But I, we- I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I think the last guy in the roster is far and away the worst. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Total okay. piece Doug. of shit. Okay. Uh, his name is Doug Hall, <laughs> but he's not the top Doug Hall on Google, to give you an idea of, of him. Uh, he runs right. a think tank for hire. Uh, uh-huh. in, the, in the Midwest, I think, where... Ah, like, uh, now this... It took so long to introduce that think tank thing. They kept yeah. saying he has invented 15 things every American uses every day. Right. And what it is, is he is involved in a think tank that like... Yes. Like three steps true. removed. Yeah. I tried to wrap now, my head me, around this. Go ahead. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. I don't mean to cut you off. This is a fantastic thing, and I didn't know it when this show aired. Mm-hmm. I guess I just never bothered to Google. I was like, well, television tells me the truth. I guess in 2006 was my was my idea. Either that or I was too high all the time to remember. But he lives in Cincinnati. And he not and I grew up in Cincinnati. Not only lives in Cincinnati, but he lived like five minutes away from where I grew up. It's this little part of Cincinnati, way out east of Cincinnati, called Newtown. Mm-hmm. And it is such, uh, they portray him as being a mark, uh, uh, an inventor, an expert. Like you said, right. 18 things in everybody's house were designed by Doug Hall. First of all, his ranch is in between a shooting range and an asphalt company, <laughs> not an office of a place that coordinates asphalt deals, but the place that physically has big piles of tar. Okay. <laughs> It is around the corner from the aluminum can factory I worked at when I was in college. So it is not location. So it is not glamorous. Second of all, if you look up Doug Hall, he has two patents. That's it. He he does not have any legitimate credits under his name. Amazing. It, it, he has two of them. <laughs> Drew has two patents. I mean, I, <laughs> I work. My, uh, true story. My wife has two patents. Everyone <laughs> has two There patents. are collectively more patents on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is, yeah, that is awesome. No, I worked at a place for under a year. I invented something. They, they sold the product. They made a bunch of money. They put me on the patent and then they, then I moved on. Mm-hmm. I started doing internet shit because I made more money. Which is fucking pathetic that they wouldn't pay me internet money. Because <laughs> this is not that, this is not a million dollar enterprise. Let me let right. me assure you. But so this not that this, sweet two thousand six internet money anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So this Doug Hall is a total charlatan. Mm-hmm. Like on top of the fact that he is just has a dog shit bedside manner for these poor inventors. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really torturing these people. Uh, it seems to have poor I can tell social you two skills. Two things about him based on 
based on nothing. Uh, I can tell you he is a parrot head. He's deep into the Jimmy Buffett scene based on <laughs> just the way the way he carries that Hawaiian oh, shirt. Yeah. Like, That's this a big is, Cincinnati this vibe. This is every though. day. That's like big time Cincinnati yeah. vibes. Being a, That's being a Cincinnati a parrot, parrot head. Also, definitely a libertarian and not just a libertarian, a Reddit libertarian. Gotta like, be. Like a capital L libertarian yeah. you're thinking. Like it should be okay <laughs> yes. to marry him if they're willing in 13. Like he has invested in a in like a city in the sea. Yes. Like a, some sort of independent <laughs> island scam is, is what I get from him. I should be oh, able to yeah. throw my trash wherever I want. <laughs> uh. Like right in his opening right in his opening bit, he's he says like something inspiring about American inventors and then like immediately follows it. Again, right in his opening sentence with and we need to do something sooner. We're going to be ruled by India yes. and China. Like right oh, now. That was weird. Weird That was weird. Because especially in contrast to the other three like smooth talking media trained Oprah guest people. He's like, hey, what's going to happen? Oh, oh, India's coming. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Just, uh, I think uh, I, I tried to wrap my head around what his company does. And it seems like if you're a company just trying to develop a new product and you kind of are most of the way there and just don't know how to finish. You you call Doug to figure out how to coordinate logistics. Like if Taco Bell needs a, a 70th way to stack sour cream on top of cat diarrhea, Doug Hall might consult on it. But um, I, I don't buy that like he's like this genius inventor. I feel like he's probably the best guy for this. Like you need an inventor on the panel who sort of like understands like manufacturing and the process rather than just well, like so the the suit who's like yes i love it i say yes yeah totally i mean i buy that you need a technical consultation if you're making if you're manufacturing a product and selling it but i used to know a guy that was like this he would follow me around uh he used to call himself <laughs> the idea guy okay. now my this guy <laughs> this guy that i used to talk to i'm gonna give him credit local guy really nice super friendly guy but he always used to be like, let me know if you want any fresh ideas for your products. And he'd always like he would hit me up every few months because I mean, I was in town, you know, Natalie and I were both doing comics and making merchandise and stuff. And one day I was just like, OK, you know what, brother? Tell me, <laughs> what is your idea? If you were to give me one nut idea of the very oh, best so thing we could do in He's like, you should make keychains. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! You had ten thousand dollars. Anyway, right? that's how we made a million dollars. That was that was his big idea. And after that, I was like, you know what? If we ever make keychains, I'll call you, my man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Cutting you right in on that. Right? And have you ever? Have you ever even tried making keychains? It might have been the secret. I don't. I don't think. I think we've had we've had keychains before. And they were I'm, not. Oh, see, as they Cut say on in. as as they say on Wikipedia, they were not notable. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on this show, they are going to narrow it down to twelve people uh, of all the contestants. It's basically like a big American Idol audition with just lines and lines of people, each of them crazier than the last. Um, and. I guess here's the thing that's different about uh, American Idol in this is that American Idol is very young. I think you have to be like, you know, 17 through 28 or whatever on American Idol. And 
they all have a very relatable dream. Like, I want to be a pop star. And it feels like you could just manufacture a pop star. Like, anybody at any day could be like, you know, I could be the next, like, Backstreet Boy. Like, that seems easy. Uh, yeah. Th this is not a relatable type of derangement. Like, all these people are crazy in unique ways. Like, they have been stewing in this uh, weird dream for years of, like, I, I have the next pet rock. And I have the next Olympic sport. And, and so they've... They've gone out to the outer limits in this fantasy world, uh, maybe invested all their money, all their life into this idea that's terrible. And so they come on TV and it's like, oh, this is this is a genuine weirdo. And uh, and so I guess that's like what what's different. Also, it's all ages uh, and a lot of libertarians. Um, but anyway, they, after they narrow it down to 12, each of those 12 get $50,000 to just develop their product a little bit more. And then. America chooses the best American Idol style, and then the winner gets a million dollars. I don't know if you guys remember who won this season. I do. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, Nat <laughs> Natalie remembers so much more of this than I do. <laughs> it, it was the. It was. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's listening. Well, I don't think we're going to do a series <laughs> on American Inventor. First episode. Yeah. I think you could spoil <laughs> it. I wouldn't know anybody has the first it was, episode. It was the guy with the car seat mm -hmm. that spins your baby around in a circle. Yes. <laughs> That was the best idea right. of the season yeah. was a gyroscopic car seat, which theoretically <laughs> could be safer than a regular car seat. But I don't think that's like, I don't think parents uh, think practically when they think about safety. I, they just think about like, well, that spins my baby around at impossible speeds. No. And you can say, <laughs> no, no, no. It's more safe. I, I Maybe it is, buddy. But like uh, you saw how like resistant parents are to vaccines, like give them a, a, a fucking baby spinner and they'll be like i so i'm not i'm against spinning babies wait 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 i have only seen the first episode of this show right. i am picturing let me tell you what okay. i'm picturing you can correct me i am picturing like a car seat where the baby is literally mounted in like a gyroscope so that if you are say hit from behind mm -hmm. instead of jerking forward the baby just oscillates until it disappears into another dimension. Yes. Yeah. Like it just yeah. you got it. It fires got all it. that momentum it, into uh -huh. spinning your baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It converts, it takes that <laughs> it it takes that uh, change of momentum and it converts it into angular momentum mm -hmm. and it spins your baby to relieve <laughs> to relieve the like inertia. The ape and lawnmower yeah. man just, just, whip, <laughs> just whipping him around. That's exactly like lawnmower man. <laughs> it whips him around until he becomes a genius. Yep. And they did send a lot every, of babies to cyberspace. That, baby uh, smarter. that thing never went to market, say, by the way. I will say after this show was over, I don't think I ever saw that car seat. Yeah, anywhere. it did not go to market. They spent a year developing it. And no I just, I feel like once they tried to market it, like, hey, parents, do you want to spin your baby into cyberspace? They're like, no, no, thank you. But also, like, <laughs> I feel like that's got to be really hard to, to the safety regulations for a car seat are probably daunting. Crazy. And, yeah, they're crazy. And so, I mean, you would have to test that on a real baby at some point, And you would have to do that by strapping a baby and being like, I'm going to spin this bitch. <laughs> Let's go. But get ready. Go. <laughs> I'm going to spin it as hard as I can. <laughs> like, like, like whacking a tether ball. <laughs> Just like, you really going to go. The Doug is there with a stopwatch. Go. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's like what's at stake. Um, they now have a montage of tears and inspiration and then bombs go off and lightning goes off and lasers go and then the American Inventor logo shows up and like that's the type of show it is. And then the very first guess we, we already mentioned is just a humiliation like spectacle. Um, so 
Brockway, I did set up a clip in Zencaster. Wait, I'm running Zencaster now. I can just play the clip. Oh, I had you switch over. Uh, You're yeah. in con- you so are in control. Feel free to talk over now. this. This is uh, Hector Ortega, a dental hygienist from New York who came all the way to LA to pitch the Bladder Buddy. I am the greatest American inventor because my invention is not a toy. And it's not something to have fun with. It's not a it's toy. Something that you unless, unless it, to, like, it could be a toy. I mean, maybe distressed. we could explore that market. The bladder buddy. I love how everything what is a buddy. Like every third invention on this show, somebody comes in and is like, the toilet one, buddy. But there are no bathrooms available. It's a therapy buddy this is in how here. It works. I take my buddy out of the bag. I love this. This is four hours of him setting this thing up. And this is just a suit carrier that he's wrapping around himself. I wear it. It is absolutely. It looks like a surplus body bag. That's what my notes say. This guy's climbing into his body bag. It's like really cheap Halloween costume Dracula, but like with a zip up. And at this point, I just want to say, you, you hear that the audio is muffled because he has put the body bag over his lavalier mic. Yes. <laughs> now, I think I think he went for it. He had to appeal a little bit in here. Oh, yeah. Just to prove it to him. And I'm finished. Open up my covering. First dimension is literally just a bag that you piss in. I brought a bag to piss in, everybody. <laughs> It could be done. Would, would you guys like to try it? For adults. Uh, this was the part I, I liked too. Really yes. Leather and rhinestone. Oh, he was so proud of himself. Out of leather with rhinestone. I would pee in a leather and rhinestone body. <laughs> Hell yeah. Leather. You're classy. You're classy. <laughs> Anything goes good with peeing on it. It's leather and rhinestones. You want those. You want, you want a high danger level. To position. Hector, you don't this is this. where he gets I, the pee funnel out. Yes. In front of a bus stop in my neighborhood. In front of wacky Renaissance music. They knew I was doing something out of the Look at the fool. The gesture <laughs> okay. has come in. Stop this. Uh, so, yeah, he explains that he did try it out. He's like, I went to a bus stop and peed in this bag. And they knew I was up to something. Yeah, you peed in public. But they couldn't be sure I was peeing. And that's really, that's the black. But they, but they couldn't prove it. Bus, and that's the important part. Everybody at the bus stop thought that he was up to something else. <laughs> yes. They were like, who is this yeah. weirdo thinking that we can't tell he's jerking mm-hmm. off in the body bag? Right. Are you jerking <laughs> off in that body bag? Hey. No, no, relax, everyone. I'm just peeing in a cup. Look. It's a, it is also a crime, but a lesser one. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to look like the greater crime. You don't like, listen, buddy, I've lived in New York all my life. You think you're the first person to jerk off in a body bag in front of me? <laughs> this is not my first video. He's like, hello, I'm new to the neighborhood. I have to inform you that sometimes I will wear a body bag and, and pee in a cup. Um, it's just, I legally have to tell you this as my neighbor. But he also had the ladies' attachment, the funnel attachment. Oh, yeah. It was like... He zeroed in on her. He's like, oh, you're a woman who does woman things. How would you like to pee in a bag? He just went (laughs) straight for her. (laughs) I don't want to make the ladies feel left out. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. I thought of you. So so this is how they open the show. The the intro of all that inspiration and all those tears and talk of changing the world. And they're just like, dude, we are rich bullies making fun of these idiots. Um, And so I love it. I would watch bladder buddy guy pitch this for 20 seasons if the whole show was just watching this guy go from business to business and inventor uh, investor to investor and pee in a bag just tweaking his pitch just tweaking his pitch yeah. getting it right 
<laughs> just refining it. If you could end that show on him selling it, I would watch that. You would make uh, you would make a million dollars. Season finale. He sells the bladder buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Series finale. No, you would have to watch him go into business. You're right. Your storytelling instincts are on point. There was um a thing that's not in this episode, but one of the later episodes where a guy has this little doll that hugs you and says, everything is going to be all right. And that's like his whole invention. Is that therapy buddy? I think it's called therapy buddy. And they're like, no, get out of here. But then he came back next season and they're like, with nothing different. And they're like, yeah, sure. That seems fine. Cause, um, <laughs> did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think did he really? Yeah. Because I remember the therapy buddy. I remember yeah. the clips of that. Yeah. yeah. He's, did my pillow guy come from the show too, or was he on Shark Tank? I think he was on Shark Tank. But um, but second season had George Foreman, and he is uh, just as dumb and goofy and lovable as uh, you'd expect. So everyone who comes in, he's like, "Oh, I like that. I could use that." I'm like George. I, I, remember, so, I remember George yeah. Ford. I like that corpse bag. I'll pee in that. I'll pee in that corpse bag. I always got to pee in yeah. inappropriate yeah, places. Always. So a free yes from from everybody. That is a George Foreman solution for a George <laughs> Foreman problem. Uh, I do love the bladder buddy because it also sort of planted one of my favorite seeds uh, on this show. Is that Doug and Mary Lou hate each other, and so Doug, oh, I think, was trying so to be funny, and he's like, "No, I no to the bladder buddy. No, 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 like fifty times." And Mary Lou goes, "Um, he heard you." No, it's a no, no. So she does like the exact same thing after he does, but, but like, so like they're kind of two sides of the same coin. They're both just really unlikable and obnoxious people. Um, but if you recall. And they do fight. They do. They, they fucking. Like, like bicker right in front of it. It's not like I'm so used to it being passive aggressive amongst the judges. Like that, that's part of their whole sure. thing. Like American Idol. Well, it makes they sense that the libertarian guy would be like really anti-woman. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, you are everything I hate, man. Oh, I hate you are the avatar of womanhood. Ladies. Yeah, you're liberating ladies thinking you could you could be on my show. I don't think so. The Cincinnati libertarian <laughs> has a problem with women. In oh in Dougland, <laughs> in Dougland, you would not be allowed to vote, man. <laughs> my off my offshore oil rig. Uh, the the next guy I really like too. He comes in and he's like this hotshot, cocky rocker guy. And they play like a bunch of thrash metal. And his invention is just like sticking the fucking guitar plug on a different part of the guitar. It's in the, plug it in the back. Yeah. That's my invention. It's like it protects the pick guard. Which, and he's so belligerent. <laughs> like they're like, no, dude, that's not very good. And he's like, I thought he you fucking like, knew things, you pieces of shit. He looked like Billy Bob Idol. Yes, that's a that's really good. <laughs> that's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> band absolutely sucked yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah, they were really rough what a weird casting choice to After put billy bob thornton as billy idol but that's what happened there right right <laughs> he had bad what he had it kind of works attitude. he had bad vibes man if he's listening natalie just named your band pal <laughs> <laughs> it was not free it is right. not a free service right no no but he he had a good quote where he was like, they just didn't like me because I'm a goddamn punk rock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> are you? Yeah. I don't think that's what he you He had are. real midlife crisis like written all over him. Like the, yeah, the coolest guy uh, at the bowling alley. I saw Everclear. Yeah. Everclear is the coolest thing and I'm going to copy it. I, I wrote down part of his quote where they rejected him and he was just saying, he said, uh, 
Do you want to shoot me? Hang me? Steal my blood? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He was also like, oh, it's not American. It's not American invention. What if I made it red, white, and blue? Yeah, he's so belligerent. <laughs> and it, this is all, just to bring, it back, to bring it back into perspective, this is all, he claimed his invention was putting the guitar, the guitar jack uh-huh. on the back instead of the front, which is not an invention. Right. And any any guitar company could do this without his permission. Sure. And it has. I've I've seen that. Well, maybe I saw it because of him. It was probably afterwards, but I've definitely seen that. Yeah, you could just buy a different guitar if you don't like where the plug is. You say to the guitar yeah. center guy, hey, you got guitars that the plug in a different spot? Sure, buddy. Everyone else plugs their guitar in yeah. there. Yeah. The Here's. guy, I, I love that he's like, I love that he's like, I'm a punk rocker. I make my own way. I do my own thing. And I, the plug is in the wrong place and I can't deal with <laughs> really it. Really upset about it. <laughs> Uh, and after him comes uh, maybe the most full fucking maniac on the episode, which is a guy who has the walk buddy. Uh, and The walk and buddy. Everything's a buddy. A little stick that wards off mountain lions, bears, and with ultradon. It's a wand. Yes. It's, yeah, he will not admit. He builds it as a son. <laughs> He builds it as a sonic weapon to fight bears. <laughs> and these fucking oh, bullies so zero in on that so quickly. And they're like, hey, nice stick, dickhead. And he's like, it's a wand. <laughs> they're like, it's a- I like your stick. <laughs> like so mad <laughs> that they won't call it a wand. Uh, and so one guy says, yeah, I live in New York. There's no bears in New York. What do I do with if it's a mugger? And he goes, okay, okay. If it's a mugger, um, the ultrasonics should work against the mugger. And they're like, now they're fucking with him. Like, okay, what if he's got earplugs in? He's like, okay, cool, great. Um, it's got a mace dispenser. He's just adding features to this <laughs> stick. <laughs> it's also a gun. Like, I just, it's a gun. It's everything. It's a mace dispenser, a sonic weapon. It's a gun. If you run out of bullets, it's, it's a, it's a stick. All right. It's a stick. And, uh, I, I want to be very clear. This was not a working prototype. And in fact, they, they go out the very last part of the show post credits is him saying, I don't know how you make it. I'm just an inventor. <laughs> he's just the idea the man the, he's just the keychain guy the, the perfect coda to all yeah. of that absolutely i love it uh and then they do a, like a quick montage of freaks where uh one lady invented a sock rack for dogs uh another one wrote, <laughs> invented a hat rack for her thigh high boots and then some weird dude had uh arm shades to prevent aging spots which were just like unattached sleeves and so yeah. that's the tone of the show. They're like American invention and then just full maniacs for 20 minutes. I mean, how far into the show are we at this point? So far. It goes so long the show before is they're so overrun. Long. Yeah. The show it's is so, so long. long. <laughs> this was two hours. It this was, was an hour two- and a half <laughs> yes. long yeah. pilot. Uh, yeah, that's with. So, yeah, with commercials, a two hour long <clears throat> epic you feel like you Jeez, needed to get across. Lunatics like to invent things. I, I know so many lunatics. I could have told you that. Everybody <laughs> knows that. And uh, I think, uh, like I said earlier, like the the pet rock type of thing, it's like anyone can think that, that like, oh, I can make a pet rock. There's no reason my dumb idea. I have like a Rubik's Cube, but a different shape. That should make me a billion dollars, right? And like, you can just get locked into that. And that's obviously what happened to a lot of people. Uh, The next guy has a very practical thing. He comes in with like a, a snow shovel with a bag attached to the back. So you can make like a real quick sandbag. And they're first, they're like, well, this sucks. You could just make a sandbag. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is a little bit better than just putting sand into a bag. And then he brings up Katrina and 
Mary Lou starts crying. Everyone changes their mind. They're like, you're right. This will fucking change the world. Like, they're so easy to manipulate, these judges. Um, he's also spent $20,000 on the prototype. So that's... Well, I have in my notes, he had he said that he spent $20,000 on the prototype, but then he said he sold his house. Yes. I don't he understand those numbers at all. Yeah, I don't get those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> So next comes a guy who I love. I love Mary. Hold on, I love Mary's quote at the end of this, where she says, "In in the world we live in now, <laughs> where stuff happens, <laughs> and this is needed. We need help. We need backbreaking, hard work, and help. And that's what you're all about. <laughs> that's not in my notes. I have that memorized. Happens. <laughs> America Can't colon where stuff happens could be our motto. No. <laughs> It's just the world we're living Underline. in today. Um, yeah, speaking of stuff happening, the next guy is a, a zany guy in a spacesuit who uh, uses the ant farm as his, like, jumping off point. As if, like, that's a popular thing. Why can't we do ant farms for different things? So his is just, a, like, an upside-down popcorn bowl with, like, cockroaches in it. And he's <laughs> Yeah, they are, yeah. They cockroach are cockroaches, paradise. right? Yes. They certainly look okay. like cockroaches uh, yes. to me. Or... He calls them Beatles, yeah. which well, I like, don't think is true. He looks like Elon Musk in a Halloween costume. He does. He really does. But I, in my that notes, might have been Elon Musk. This might have been his origin story. Yeah. In my notes, I, I, I posited that that guy was obviously like an intern who was working for the show who was just coming in to be like extra zany because they needed another another skit with a dumbass. That's possible, but he yeah, struck seemed, me as like a guy who... He was over the Yeah, top. he was trying he was to like be funny, but like he, he was serious. He was yeah, he thought he was adding pizzazz to a real idea. Um, right. Because they said no, and he screams, the ant farm! Like he's like, you're just not listening. This is like the ant farm. He read to me like he thought he was being like quirky and yeah. like funny, like he wasn't taking it seriously. And so I thought yes. he was either there on a lark or he was employed by the show. Maybe. I, he I might took have been it doing if, a Devo video. I, <laughs> I took it as if he was like sort of like so finish. deep into this fantasy that he was already like doing the infomercial. He's already doing the, the commercial bit. He's like forty nine ninety nine, And he's like doing the wacky car salesman. I, I think I'm more cynical than you are. Maybe. I think, I think it was a put on. I think he was a put on. I, it, it's entirely possible. <laughs> and that's, I guess, the other thing about this era of reality TV is you just, you can't trust anything. And so you have no idea how genuine a bit is and uh, whether it's complete, fa completely false or, or just they're fucking with somebody. Um, they do a smash cut here in the show of, of rejects complaining about how the judges are dumb. So it's so far, we've got one snow shovel that makes sandbags and a whole bunch of people like losing their minds. Yes, a lot of tears. Uh, and then a Colombian kid uh, comes on. He's going through a real awkward phase. Uh, he's, his skin's kind of a wreck, not real TV ready. He invents a handlebar seat that like converts a normal bike into a really unsafe bicycle built for two. And yeah. he gets a yes. That's yeah, the worst tandem bike. <laughs> you invented a backwards yes. tandem bike. It's just really bad. Uh, but it was very moving because like the, the kids, the, the kids would love this. Um, then a Dolly Parton impersonator comes in with like, uh, like little candy gingerbread houses you could make, like an edible, actual edible snow globe. That yes. seems like a joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's an actual wow. Dolly Parton impersonator, and she does a little song too. Like, uh, this is the first of two times when they tell the contestant, "Hey, fucking sing for us." Uh, <laughs> and so, and she does. Uh, she says, "Guess how many complaints I've gotten." Zero. 
because she's already selling these things. <laughs> and they love it. They, they each give a speech about how crafting is interesting to women. How like, oh my God, people love crafting and eating things. People love to eat. Like they're all geniuses. Uh, it's kind of expertise you just can't get as a normal person. You like you have to be in the industry to understand things like eating. Right. Uh, then it, are we really going to skip over when she says she has OCCD, obsessive cake and cookie disorder? I was kind of hoping we would, but now that you've mentioned it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did hate that. No, we have to zero in. <laughs> like I don't think you're selling how instantly unlikable this person yeah. is. She describes herself as crafty Kathy. Yes. She also describes herself as Dolly being the Terminator. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she meant to. I think she meant the first one. And, <laughs> and I want to be clear, these are not functioning snow globes. These are like little gingerbread houses with jelly beans and shit on them. And then there's like a plastic dome just placed on top of them. That you can't shake them yeah, and make snow globes. It's not they're this invention sucks. Kept, kept under off gassing plastic, like just shitty candies yes. that tastes like chemicals now. <laughs> Uh, and they loved it. They uh, they approved that one. The next guy, uh, let's see if Natalie agrees with my description of this guy. This is Robin Williams doing Fisher Stevens from Short Circuit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? He, the guy who invented auto wraps, <laughs> I, I feel like they weren't ready for him. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, like he wasn't wrong. Yeah, he had a real heavy. Just not completely. Real heavy accent, real positive energy. Uh. He was confident. A lot, yeah, a lot of mania behind his eyes. And he invented outfits for cars. And he demonstrated this. He with- invented the car suit, the suit for your car. <laughs> yeah, so he- but the, the, car amazing, the amazing thing is that it is a real product and it is being sold now. He was just really, unfortunately, the very worst guy to try to sell it to a group of rich people. And sure. he put zero effort into it. He brought a toy car and little paper cutouts. Everybody else is like, I sold my house. I sold a kidney. Yeah. I sold some blood. Uh, I spent all of my inheritance trying to get this off the ground. He's like, and he's just like, I brought yeah. a toy car and some little paper cutouts. I made these paper mean, dolls like, you know, on the Greyhound bus. Suit. It's just like buying a suit. Yeah. You know, you go buy a Gucci suit. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't. Uh, but he also made another Terminator joke right after the other lady did. Oh, shit. Did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, man. He said he'll be back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I liked how they didn't even bother explaining how insane it was. They're like, normally they'd explain how it wouldn't work. But with this guy, they're like, no, you can't just fucking drape a paper doll on a car, buddy. He's like, okay, thank you for your time. I'll be back. Um <laughs> Next up uh, was Evan from the band Evan and Jaron. Uh, they sang. Do you remember those guys at all? I remember this song. I don't no. think I knew the band. Uh, I, nobody does. You are a liar. It goes. You are a liar, uh, sir. She looked Absolutely at her. Absolutely. I looked at have her. Never she looked heard. at me. She got me thinking about her constantly. <laughs> Crazy for I, I mean, this it, girl. You had that CD. I did. You I mean, that yeah. That's heavy rotation. Uh, it sounded but like. But I masturbated to that. It sounded like a fake song. Right. Yeah, it is kind of the song like, in the background like, of a CSI episode or something. It sounded like a song you would write to make fun of that huh. kind of guy. Yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. That was 2006. What if that's how it started? What if they that just... Was, that was what we were What about? if these are two bullies that just wrote that song sarcastically and someone heard them and like, oh, hey, I like that song. Like, no, no, we're making fun of this other asshole. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's... See, that's why irony is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, There's no such thing. <laughs> but they're, they're not just 
great bullies and singers, they also invented a bowl. Uh, and it's got like a little bowl under it. And they bring over like a picture on like a CGI picture on a laptop of like, hey, this is what it would look like. And I don't think it would work because it doesn't look like it's... Couldn't make that bowl. Yeah. Couldn't make a bowl. There's not enough space under Couldn't, it. Couldn't like go to a pottery class. I guess to explain, right. To explain like, uh, like you eat a pistachio, you don't have a place to put the shells except for another bowl. So they're like, what if there was a bowl under your regular bowl? And then they invented a thing where there's just not enough space for the detritus. Anyway, so... Also, that exists. That existed when I was a kid. My dad was way into pistachios mm -hmm. and he had that, that bowl with the, like a divider in it. And you one part's like, that's a... 3,000 year old right. invention that they brought. Yeah, it's a, a bowl with with a divider in the middle is a very old invention. I agree. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes that is pre We literally have that from prehistory. <laughs> Before spoken language. Yep. It's, it's any crab restaurant will serve you crab on one of those things. Uh, so they make them sing. They just happily do it. But then they change the words crazy for this girl to crazy for this bowl. And oh my God, all the judges love it. Except for Doug, the inventor, who keeps screaming that it's a hustle. This is a serious it's a hustle. And Power grapes. Yeah. Doug was jealous of those handsome twins. Yep, he really was. That was totally the vibe. I also, I don't, I don't like the handsome boys, but I, I, I like Doug even they less. Were I'm gonna... They were a little uncanny valley, but Doug, he couldn't stand them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're the guys who made fun of him in high school for sure. But also, I don't understand what he means by this is a hustle. Like it seemed like they sincerely wanted to make this bowl. Like I don't, I don't. I don't they yeah, thought they had dopes. a good bowl idea. They're just dopes that thought they had. Yeah. They're charming dopes, and that will take you a long yeah, way. Dope. And Doug, Doug hates that. <laughs> well, I, I also like how this is this is a one-person invention. Like, a guy is eating nuts, and he's like, I wish I had another bowl for the parts of the nuts I don't eat. Right. That's a one-man invention. Then you come in, you're like, are you tired of all your nut stuff? <laughs> they they came in both of the boys came in and then they had a fucking posse with yeah. them they had like three or four other dudes there with them just it was the whole band yeah, third eye blind was there oh it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't yeah. see i didn't realize they had i didn't realize they had they had a band i've got such modern brain i just assume all music is one person in a computer now so it just never it never it crossed wasn't, my yeah, you mind. Needed, you needed eight identical dudes yeah. back in the day <laughs> to do that. That's how far technology has come. We've made all of those dudes in the background you, you see in that clip obsolete. I think that what happened with those guys showing up on the show is that their manager was like, okay, guys, like the tour's not doing that things great. Are, we need you to go on TV. Things are dire. I think I can get you on American Inventor, but you guys have to think of an invention before next Thursday. Yeah, that's probably Zero problems, bro. We got a we got a bowl in mind. Don't worry about yeah, it, bro. Yeah, we got right. we got this. Uh, I got in a hip pocket. Exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> My notes uh, say that here they do a little uh, segment about Mary Lou, uh, and it is it is wall to wall women. They just show her doing woman stuff, ladies, talking ladies, about women. Ladies. Um, it's exhausting. She just seems really exhausting to me. Uh, and then next up is a very very sad giant who's uh, he looks like a linebacker. He's a, a corrections officer. And every line he says, every single line sounds like he's about to break into tears. And most of them he, came he does. Out crying. Yes. He, he came out the gate yes. crying, man. And his invention is a little rolling suitcase that sort of comes turns into a solo flex. Like you pull out a couple weights and there's like no resistance on it. And a lot of his workouts seem like uh 
like a child that's very impatient. Like he'll he'll start like doing pushups in, in midair and then he'll start wiggling his feet. Like, oh, that's two different pushups. You can do five different exercises just with those. And it's just like, okay, buddy, this this is just a suitcase with a couple of dumbbells in it. Oh. And, and all of the weights that you would need to make this workout are in that backpack. So yes. you have to haul around an 800 pound backpack <laughs> it's, it's, in order to make this work. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that, but I think that's a legitimate concern that if if you want like two out of the five weights to give you enough resistance, then the backpack is going to be uncarryable. Right. It's it's an insane it's, invention. It's a terrible idea, but they love him so he much. He has already spent $100,000 on it. He talks about all of his investors, like which he sort of makes it sound like it's his friends and family who have put together this money. And he's like, and if I win they're coming with me and he's like fully in tears but like that's like how investing works like he's saying that like like he's this fucking great guy but but yeah like if you make money off this your investors also make money right man you Um, literally owe them money yes (laughs) so so he's crying mary lewis just weeping just openly crying uh his american spirit is too great for her uh, America's about passion. That's what she said. Yes. America's and about passion. She has it. Oh, <laughs> so it's a yes. So, so far she, we've this got is where she, bag shovel. This is where she brokenly says, you are America. Yes, she does. <laughs> my favorite part of the show. I'm sorry we couldn't skip over it. It's my uh, favorite it's, part of the show. Is when right. she's just weeping, says, you are America he, to this man with he a heavy back. Just a gigantic, <laughs> a gigantic man with no control over his emotions. It's... America to her. A weeping man with a heavy backpack is America. Like, <laughs> if you if you run into a, a crying guy with a super heavy backpack and you approach him and you have a very emotional conversation, that's like straight out of Pokemon. Yes. Hey, don't judge. He could be burying his wife. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've, we now have several yeses. We've got bag shovel, double bike, double bowl, and workout bag. So we have now found four very, very dumb inventions. This is the shit they like. This is the ones that yeah. have gotten through and just humiliated everyone else. But the tone of the show is not that of like despair. They're still like, America is the best place for inventions. Uh, next guy is like a wacky old coot who invents a smoke gun. Uh, he brought a puppet with no explanation. Uh, he seems like a genuinely kind of funny old man who didn't really expect to go Only through. Only guy I, I want to party yeah. with. Oh, yeah, man. he seems. I feel like the the producers almost certainly prompted him to play up the wacky angle. Yeah, yeah, they're like, I'm sure they got him in the green room, and they were like, "Look, if you want airtime, you really have to go as kooky as possible. Mm-hmm. You gotta leave your, you gotta leave your dentures in the suitcase. Right here, hold this gold pan. <laughs> Unless they also dressed him yeah. like an old prospector. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> And then they gave him the old prospector face that I think you can only nurture naturally over time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's him. I, I choose to believe in a world where that guy just exists. Yeah. He you think he was legit? And he, and he came out with, what were his spectacles? He had like these magnifying jeweler's spectacles. In, inventor. Yeah, that's how a it. prospector would invent shit. <laughs> he seems like a birthday magician to me that like didn't, it, I don't know. He's, like if there say, had been a Back to the Future Wild West show, that guy I, would have been Doc Brown. I have gone to fancy restaurants where they had shit like that. Mm-hmm. 
like the, the blow smoke at your feet. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> like this is an invention. I was if like, he I had like an actual invention that people would yes. have bought. If, if you could but get the FDA to, because he was like a weird old guy with no teeth. They're like, get out of here. Dumb dumb. <laughs> right. I'm not going to let this maniac <laughs> fill my food with poison, but, uh, but ha- we're, we're having fun. Uh, next they have a mother come in and she, uh, twice she says that her child is mildly, uh, word we the don't word, quite yeah. use anymore <laughs> for, for people with learning disabilities. Uh, yeah, and that was, uh, you don't hear it anymore. Right. No. <laughs> that was definitely a shocker. Like when you watch one of those old big budget comedies, uh-huh. like with the, with the Saturday Night Live people from like a decade ago, yep. and they are really dig in on the R word and the slurs. And you're like, what are you saying? <laughs> That's not we nice. don't say that. Any Eminem song now, like that he's still doing <laughs> Any right current now. Eminem song. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. So she says this about her own kid. And uh, <laughs> then he says that um, her kid got a, a character award at, at, at the school that they go to. And uh, that made her think, oh, I should make a 90 minute DVD about right and wrong to teach children about right and wrong. So she's like not making a video. Oh, you're going to skip over the quote. Uh, well, I uh, I'm she, she says a lot of the things this she, woman said about her kid. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I, I have, well, I'm going to use the, the polite term. I have a mentally disabled child. And I ask myself, why do I have this child? In my life? <laughs> she has, she, and she then, and then she, yes. she's like, why is, why am I cursed with this child? And then her kid won like a character award. And she goes, Oh, this is why you exist to teach me how to sell puppet videos about manners. <laughs> and so, uh, Peter, the uh, British guy, rightfully says, "This isn't an invention. You made a children's DVD about right and wrong. Like this exists, and also isn't an invention." Mary Lou says, um, "No, because it's already done." She's like, "You don't need us. You don't need the American inventor." And the woman like immediately contradicts her, like, "No, no, no. The PR would be nice." Um, she's like, I, pro- I do promise I need you. Anyway, it's real sad. Uh, then the inventor and Mary Lou, uh, start to argue because he, the inventor, Doug, he thinks it's a great idea. This is, the world needs this. I guess, I, I, I guess he doesn't know that educational programming already exists and it gets heated. He's like, I fucking, I he calls her a scumbag. Yeah, you're a scumbag. You're a scum of the earth. Or, or no, she says, Oh, you're talking scumbag. to me like I'm a scum of the earth. He's like, Well, you fucking are, you fucking bitch. And it's just like, Whoa. <laughs> And they fight and fight. They're beeping stuff out. Uh, they like cut to commercial. They come back. They're still heated. But again, the tone of the show does not really change. They're still like cheerfully That's what finding. I mean. They had like uh, assistants run out and try to keep them separate yeah. like, physically. Well, it was going to turn into a fist fight. After this happened, you know, they shot a couple more in this location. And then the next time they shoot on a on a different set, you can see that they have put the British guy in between yes, them. Yes, smart. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting clawed in the face, Peter and, Jones. You're taking that first claw. And I have in my notes that they come back from this, this tone, this like, oh, my God, these guys are going to punch each other to a montage of toilet stuff because everyone has stupid ass toilet inventions. And uh, then they want, they let one of them play out. It's a guy who has a lotion dispenser. And he's he asks the judges if they wipe their butts. He's like, you guys wipe your butts. And they're like, what? And he's invented a refillable lotion dispenser that you put on a toilet paper holder. And gets two yeses. Two people are like, yes, a lotion dispenser for the bathroom. Um, Please pre-ruin my toilet <laughs> yes. paper for me. <laughs> 
I have written down his product was called Fresh End, and uh-huh. his catchphrase was "End Fresh with Fresh End." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic job, no, buddy. I, yeah. Oh, right. I changed my mind. It's a yes. Yeah. I want to. Yes. I want to know what his setup is because they said, "Well, you know, are are you going to be dispensing soap?" And he's like, "No, no, no. It's not soap." It is a gel. a gel. I'm just curious as to <laughs> if if he's ever gotten toilet paper wet. Toilet paper immediately disintegrates yep. when you get it wet. So he's imagining that you gel up your teepee. Right. And then you use it and then you've got gel on your ass. Right. You're blindly running, rubbing around and in wet stuff on a human butthole. Of toilet paper. I like thinking that it's like gel hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And he hasn't thought. And he hasn't thought it through all of it. Oh, so you think it's? Got, <laughs> you definitely didn't pitch that. So yeah. you think it's got like a super high alcohol content? Yeah. Like there's burning going Screaming on. Screaming agony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ask them. Just scorched a scorched <laughs> earth policy back I there. I don't right. know what's in the just gel. The I'm ground. just an inventor. <laughs> well, and then he com- he complains. He's like, you know, normally people have to go through this whole thing where they do this and they have to wash their hands. And I was like, buddy, you still got to wash your hands. Right. Way more so now. Next up is another one of my favorites, which is a lady comes on and she's like a PhD in child psychology. She's a therapist for children. And she's invented the tizzy tube, which are just inflatable cages for children to like have sumo fights with. Just prisons. (laughs) Yes. And um, child prison. they, They start out, the judges are like, this seems fine. But then- the uh, uh, Doug is like, yeah, this is great. Uh, and then Mary Lou like works herself into tears about how these little cages are like going to suffocate the children. And when he's like, no, no, they're fine. They, it's fine. It's just like a tube around a kid. And she's like, those children are going to die. And uh, she says, this is sick. And then Doug goes, Edison was sick too. And she says, this isn't a light bulb. It's a torture <laughs> machine. And so that's the level that's the level of hate that they have for each other. They can't even get through a fucking couple of kids mashing into each other without tears and attacks. Um Well the amazing thing I do want to say the prison for children was kind of fucked up in theory though. Like sure. the, she specifically built it as for a kid that's throwing a tantrum. You put yeah. them in a giant padded room, exactly. which is something we generally don't do to children. <laughs> Especially when they're furious. Right. And then you're like, fight it, fight it out. Fight it out, little Billy. Fight out your fury in the tube. Do you <laughs> I, want to go in the tube? It's a totally legit product for kids to have fun. Yeah. But she, and she comes out and it says she's 41 and she's a therapist. Mm-hmm. So she's not new to the game. Right. And she's If she's a therapist, she has licensing. And she's like, well, kids are going to have tantrums. Well, the goal is not when your kid has a tantrum, you stuff them into a tube and let them just go nuts <laughs> and you go just wild and let me just say i mean I, I our kid is 13 right so we've we've been through all the way from her being a little tiny baby through being a toddler and stuff and after kids get to about three if they are running around the house in an inflatable object they're gonna destroy everything in the house right. <laughs> they're gonna knock your flat screen off the thing mm-hmm. they're gonna knock all the lamps off the table they're gonna knock your laptop into the aquarium or whatever the fuck right they're gonna lay waste to your house it's a terrible idea this you gotta bring it that's why you gotta bring it out of the house you gotta bring it like when they throw a tantrum at the grocery store you put them in like an armored battering ram and you let them destroy the entire grocery store yeah i'm uh and just mow down person after person after person i'm also a parent and and i can i can vouch that 
uh, when a child is like going crazy physically, uh, if you let that escalate, it will just go until one of them is hurt. And that's how it stops. Yeah. And so, yeah, this absolutely is just going to prolong the temper tantrum indefinitely. Yeah, you don't say, oh, okay, you're having a temper tantrum. That's okay. I have a tube for that. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) your response has to be, you, we don't deal with each other like that. Yes. And we don't, we don't incur this state and you don't drive yourself nuts. I mean, you And now that you're calmed down. Yeah. It's time for the tube. It's time for the calm tube. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Here's one. Uh, the next one up uh, was like solar powered cooler and they bring up Katrina. So it's a yes. And the next one was uh, a lady who comes in with a thing called the Betty pouch and also the Betty sham. And she brought a guy with her who says, it's so great. I bought both of them and I don't even own a bed. <laughs> so that's a, that's her like, hype man. have to think about that one for a second. And, uh, <laughs> and so this, I think they put her on the show knowing, of course, they know the people that are kind of come on the show. The judges are always like, ooh, tell me about your idea, but they've been prepped. And this is when I think they had her on the show to demonstrate uh, sort of a problem in the industry, uh, whereas you call those uh, inventor hotlines, like 1-800-INVENTION and give them your invention. And then they scam you. They, they basically say, okay, tell us your idea. And then you give them a ton of money for the patent lawyers. And then they give you what is essentially nothing, basically a description of your product that is legally binding in some way. So this lady has done this and doesn't even have a prototype. Uh, she spent $12,000 to get the patent for the Betty pouch, which is just a fucking few pouches that you hang on the bed, which of course is a product yeah. that exists. And the judges knew this. And and so um, she's like, yeah, this is great. And he's like, dude, I have it on my bed at home. You didn't invent anything. She's like, the, the Betty pouch? Like She's like, you, you have this on your home? She, and she's like, mad about it, which sort of demonstrates how this grift works because um, when someone gets scammed and you say, hey, you got scammed, someone lied to you, they're mad at you. They're not mad at fucking Amway. They're mad at, they're mad at you. And so- uh, Yeah, you got to double and triple down yes. on it. So she's just there to demonstrate like the predatory 1-800-Inventor market. And uh, she's super indignant. She's like, what did she say? She goes, uh, if he has that on his bed, I didn't make it. He must have made that motherfucker <laughs> himself. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. He made his own. So funny that he's out there making bootleg Betty pouches. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, you can test I love this that at home. They had the nerve. I'm saying you can test this at home with your MLM relatives or your Fox News relatives. Just tell them they're being lied to and see who they get mad at. A hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be you. Yeah. See if it fixes. I, I love that they have the nerve to call out, like, to specifically dedicate this to, like. A segment where we call out these scams where you know it's like American Idol. Simon Cowell was involved producing this. So you know it's like American Idol where they get a really shady predatory like contract yeah. on whatever patent comes through and wins this. So you're running just a much higher profile scam. And you spend some time being like, I can't believe you got scammed. <laughs> you're, you're getting yeah. scammed. It's a great this is way. Currently a scam. It's a great way to make the show look like the good guys to say like, hey, these are the bad guys when it comes to inventing. Um, there's another thing that well, this, you could never make this the show. Entire, this entire show is an exercise in framing. Mm-hmm. The thing where they have the tuba music, the circus music, right. they have the toilet montage yeah. of the guys who make different ass washers. Record scratch. And then, so you are, <laughs> so you are pushed 
you are pushed into thinking that the inventions that make it surely must be good. Mm-hmm. Surely there must be something about the Sackmaster 2000. I'm just not seeing myself at home because I'm an old dunderhead. I'm not America like these guys are. Right. Well, I, one of the <laughs> things the thing was America. They, in the thing where they showed the lady getting ripped off and they're like, you got ripped off in comparison to everybody else here who is not getting ripped off, of course. <laughs> well, uh, uh, about 10 years after the show came out, there was a big uh, problem with Kickstarter campaigns getting uh, basically just advertising for Chinese developers to make the thing. So that you, like, you'd make a Kickstarter for a cool invention and then China would see that and say, OK, we're just going to make that. And it would go to market way faster than the people who oh, were like yeah. kickstarting. And so like you couldn't make the show today because that's all this would be was be a, a Sackmaster 2000 commercial for the for the Chinese manufacturers who would make it, you know, the second it came on TV. Well, yeah, and that is the flip side of the idea of American innovation. And Doug was at the beginning saying, we're going to be so far behind India and China. Uh Well, bro, you already are. Everything that you have is being made there because of the lack of regulations and the lack of safety standards. Right. And And we're going to have to do something about it. The fact that people think of something in America and then have to step through all this horse shit and have to get investors on board. And meanwhile, the place in China where you're going to have it made anyway is just going to make it themselves and start selling it. That just proves the inferiority of the whole thing. (laughs) If you're talking about innovation, you're talking about you know, I'm going to make this product and this product is what helps people. Mm -hmm. So there is clearly this this hidden undertone of none of this is actually helping people. This is people trying to leverage plastic for personal gain. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it, there's so much sadness in this Betty pouch thing, not just in this poor woman, but like in the industry that they're, you know, championing. And, uh, on that same tone, I guess, uh, here comes some weirdos dressed as wizard of Oz with like a fucking, pair of bolt cutters and so uh doug is instantly pissed he's like just cut they kind of skip in and they're already doing their bit he's like shut the fuck up wizard of oz fuck you and everyone's like doug (laughs) doug let them finish buddy and he's like he just can't believe it he's like what is this bullshit it's like the 50th thing like this that he's seen i'm sure they were encouraged like hey you got to do something to make you make yourself stand out and so um they basically have a a tree branch clipper and uh, it seems slightly better than a regular tree branch clipper. Maybe Uh, Doug goes up and uses it and says like, this is sort of the same thing that exists, but they all hate Doug so much that all the other judges say yes to this like dumber, more complicated version of a, of a pair of bolt cutters. And uh, Mary Lou actually says to the inventor, because you're an engineer who thinks like a human being, I say, yes. Like, (laughs) so glad you finally did the quote. (laughs) I have that same yes. quote. I was going to do it. She I was going to call you. At this point, their hate of just Doug open is like being used. To, like they're going to put people through just to piss off Doug. And so these people just, they just got lucky and got a yes. It's the, I love that he loses it because you know, every guy in a Hawaiian shirt is going to lose it at some point. He's going to yell at customer service oh, or, yes. or a waiter or something for way too long. And it's the least dignified look. And I'm glad we got to see that on Doug. Yeah. Any guy just, who's No, wearing- how dare you? Any guy who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt is only wearing it to prove to you that he actually is chill when he's not. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Like he can't. But there's no Hawaiian shirt for the with inside. His great personality, and so he is like putting on a sign that says, "No, really, I am cool secretly." <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. Would an I didn't asshole buy it. listen to Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much Hang Ten Man. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the next inventor to come in is a straight up little boy named Kyle, and he invented a fan that you hang in the car window to keep your dog cool when you abandon your dog in the car. And uh, Doug loves this kid. He's like, oh, "You rock!" And it's like <laughs> he goes, "It's like I'm looking in the Every, mirror." Okay, everybody was loving. Yeah, it. yeah, everybody loved it until Doug yes. said that. And then Mary, they cut to Mary, and Mary just looks at him with pure contempt. Oh, I love that. And then it's like people are turned off of it. Yes. Like, we're all, we all love it, because the kid's super charming. He's working the room. He's mm-hmm. doing a good job pitching how to kill your dog. <laughs> but Leave your dog How to kill your dog and get blade. away with it with an alibi. <laughs> Leave your dog with a fan that will surely break down or not cut it, and you don't know that. Anyway, everybody loves it because the kid's super charming, until Doug goes, like, a little too hard mm-hmm. on the... This kid is so great. And then they're like, oh. He says, it's like I'm looking in a mirror. He says, it's like I'm looking in a mirror. And Ed can't resist. The bully inside Ed can't resist this. And he's like, that's a really horrible compliment. The kid's, that's a terrible thing to say to the kid. And and, uh, you think think in 30 years, you're going to be on a show like this? That's a a curse, buddy. And I can't remember what the kid says back, but he kind of does a little quip. And Doug, like, literally pounds the desk laughing so hard with like this snotty coughing laugh. And then Mary Lou just like, look, they do an insert shot of her just looking at him, just this fucking guy. And, uh, <laughs> but then after all that, he says no, because he wants the boy to be treated like he would want to be treated. He would want tough love when he was a young inventor and <laughs> the kid gets super mad and sad. He can't, he has no control over these emotions. He's like that, that giant guy with the workout gym bag. And so uh, now, like, Doug's, like, in the kid's face. The kid's saying, like, you took away my dream. And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do it. And and the kid gets, uh, like, more and more angry and says, I'm going to shove it all in their face. So I actually looked this kid up. He went on to work for a company called LaunchPeer, which, based on reviews, is a scam operation designed to take money from inventors. So he, (laughs) that's what he's doing right now. But so amazingly, he grew up to be just like Doug. He did. Doug in the end turned out to be right. The kid, the kid had my favorite quote of the show, which was, I wouldn't have thought of it if it wasn't a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, God bless him. Doug called it. I know a kindred soul when I see one. You're innocent now, but you'll, you'll get corrupt kid. You're going to wind up just like you. I learned it from watching you. You, Doug. <laughs> Straight up supervillain origin story. Uh, so that's that's pretty much the show. They, uh, a lot of tears and speeches that continue for far too long and awkward people spilling unfiltered emotion into the world. Um, God, why are they crying so much? It was like, it felt really unhinged to me. Yeah. Like it was just too much crying over nothing. Well, some of these people would come in and they and just- I think it was that September 11th thing. Yeah, they're really milking the, and then after, on that. After Katrina was like, it's up to us. It's up to us to do it with this with therapy buddy. Therapy buddy's going to fix the next ca- Katrina. <laughs> Did you say Katrina? It's a yes from me. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canals. Und mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Yeah. The craft is nitrat is ni
Mike Ditka here. The Grabowski is a kid who isn't the fair-haired kid on the block because everybody wants to be that kid. That's a Smith. And a Grabowski has to is a bad guy a little bit, but not a bad guy. A Grabowski has to work a little bit harder. It's the American dream. Here are the most supreme Grabowskis I know. Free finger Louis Grabowski. Aaron Croston is one hell of a Grabowski. Adrian H. Grabowski. The H stands for Grabowski. Aiden Moet Grabowski. Alpha scientist Javo Grabowski. Andreas Larson is so Grabowski it has become a problem with friends and loved ones. Armando Nava Grabowski. Benjamin Cyronin Grabowski. Bim Talzer Grabowski. Brandon Garlock Grabowski. Brian Saylor Grabowski. Brianne Whitney Grabowski. Brockway loves the Meat Millie Grabowski Jr. Cyril the Grab Grabowski. Rev Grabowski, the Grabowski mechanic. Chase McPherson Grabowski. Chris Brower, the Power Grabowski. Curious Glare Grabowski. Dan B, a Grabowski tonight. Dean Costello Grabowski. Donald Finney Grabowski. Dr. Awkward Grabowski, my family doctor and personal Grabowski. Eric Spalding Grabowski. Fancy Shark Grabowski. Jellaho Grabowski. Hambone Grabowski. Haraka Grabowski. Hot Fart Grabowski. A Grabowski's kind of a fart in an elevator of society, you know? Jaber L. Aiden Grabowski. John Dean Grabowski. John McCammon Grabowski. John Minkoff Grabowski, the Grabowski weapons master. Josh S. Grabowski. Ken Paisley Grabowski. K&M Grabowski, and that stands for Killer New Motherfather Grabowski. A Grabowski doesn't swear, but he lets you know when he wanted to. Laziest Man on Mars Grabowski. The hardest working Grabowski. Mark Grabowski, the laziest Grabowski. Matt Riley Grabowski. Michael Lair Grabowski and Michael Wells Grabowski. We call them the Mike Grabowski brothers. They are not brothers. Mike Styles Grabowski. Moju Grabowski. N.D. Grabowski, and that stands for No Doug Grabowski. They're the sassy Grabowski. Neil Bailey Grabowski. Neil Schaefer Grabowski. Nick Ralston Grabowski. Nick H. Grabowski, and the H stands for Grabowski again. Ozzy Olin Grabowski. Patrick Herbst Grabowski. Rain Vargas Grabowski. The Grabowskiest Grabowski. Rhiannon Grabowski. Rich Joslin Grabowski. Sarkovsky Grabowski, who was already part Grabowski, the ski park. Toasty God Grabowski, Tom Sakula Grabowski, Tommy G Grabowski, and the G stands for Good, Yosarian Grabowski, and Timmy Leahy Smith. You know what that means, Grabowskis. This man is a natural born enemy of Grabowskis everywhere. I declare a Grabowski holy war. Every true and faithful Grabowski must pick up axe and flame and take to the streets to- No, get off me. No corner of this earth can be rendered safe for a smith or I will not think this through. I have justice on my side. You can't silence the Grabowskis. We are Legion. We are Grabowski. We will have our revenge.